This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Hello and welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. I'm Skylar Sokol. And I am shaved Anthony Nicolosi. Oh yeah, I'm shaved Skylar Sokol, if you were wondering. Yeah, that's uh, right. Well, from now on, at the beginning of every episode, we will inform you whether we are shaved or unshaved. Yeah, or l- what the status of facial hair is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. The exact length. Yes. Um, okay. So today, we will be talking about what... Our own Anthony Nicolosi has dubbed the last mile. Is, <laughs> yeah. is this is this a, a long awaited sequel to the Eminem movie Eight Mile? Oh, yeah. You could you could say Eight Miles only gets you so far. You got to close things out with the last mile. And what what so, is that? So this this topic came to mind. Uh, I started thinking about this like three or four days ago. Specifically because I wear contacts. Like right now, if you're watching on screen, you see I have contacts. Can't you tell? But if you are not listening, I usually wear contacts. I need glasses, though. Like that's the point here. I need glasses. I'm in active need of glasses for my current prescription. The last pair of glasses that I got is like, it was way too weak. And I, I go into the glasses store. I get my measurements and everything. And basically, I don't end up buying the glasses because uh, they had an issue running my insurance. And there's like a $75 difference between what they would have sold it to me and if I had insurance, right? So I walk out of the store. And this, I'm sorry, also, this happened several months ago, okay? I was just in the mall walking by the store. And I was like, you know how bad they probably would like to know what caused me not to go through on that purchase? Like, I need the thing. I want the thing, and yet I still didn't do it. Like, I bet you if they were in my mind, they'd be like, fuck it, dude. Give them the $75 discount. We're, ne- we're going to lose them, you know, or whatever. So anyway, this is what I, I started thinking about this last mile. The way I described it to you before, the it's the last things that close out a commitment to an experience or product for a person. And then I started thinking of it in relation to games, right? So I've been thinking about, uh, on that note, something that Chris Charla, the head of ID at Xbox said, um, he was talking on the game makers notebook podcast to Ted price, the head of insomniac. I, I, I always screw up his last name. Um, Ted Pierce, Ted price. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, he was saying, Ted Cruz, how, Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think he, it's not Ted Cruz. I think we're good on that one. Um, uh, yeah, so he was talking about how important the cover art for a game and trailer are to sales of a game. He was saying that they quantified some, like some huge percentage. I'm remembering 75%. It, that might be a little off, but that uh, like 70% of a game's digital sales in the Xbox marketplace come after watching the game's trailer in the store listing. So that's he, he's just emphasizing to indie developers how important it is to do a good cover and how important it is for trailer. And I started thinking, how many times have I gone through on buying a game thanks to the trailer? I mean, maybe cover art, but specific, maybe more so the trailer of a game, uh, gameplay or cinematic, 
And have there been any times where I've actually been dissuaded from purchasing a game based off of a trailer? Yeah, we've talked about this before a bit, about how on Steam, right? I don't know if we talked about this on podcast, but you and I have definitely talked about it. How on Steam, when you go to like a game's page, the very first thing you see on the page is the trailers and the screenshots. And I think these game screenshots probably could fall in line with this same concept, mm-hmm. too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So, like, to me, those are a hundred percent the first thing i look at when i look at a game on steam right and steam is a really unique situation right because a lot of those games have little to no hype sometimes right this isn't just like this is cyberpunk right this is random indie game that popped up on on steam so i think on steam you would find this exact same statistic that like these these cover these screenshots or trailers or even just the the because you get an image even in the marketplace before you go into the game's page with the right. game title. Even that image, I imagine, is insanely important. More important than people would probably expect, right? You think that's like a last-minute thing that's like, whatever, who cares at that point? But those are people who are maybe already going to buy the game anyway. Yep, 100%. You know, um, that's something I was thinking about because like Smash Bros., for example. All mm-hmm. the Smash Bros. trailers, especially for Ultimate, have been great. The character trailers, the the um the actual game reveal trailer was like one of my favorite trailers of all time um but i was already gonna buy that game right like basically no matter what unless the trailer was unless they like literally made the game look terrible in the trailer i was buying that game you know what i mean yeah so i don't think that's a good example we got we gotta be like independent voters or whatever games (laughs) where we weren't swayed either way to start and really you were relying on the marketing to decide if you want to play the game or not right Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think the first game that I want to bring up on th- that's that's the trailer of it and the images of the game uh-huh. uh, persuaded me into buying it. I still actually haven't even played it. <laughs> okay. Is that's uh, Greece. G-R-I-S. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, that was one like. I can't. I I probably would be lying if I hadn't said like I saw maybe some tweets about it on Twitter or something. But generally speaking, was going in blind on that. There wasn't any influencer that played it, you know, that I knew of that had some opinion that even influenced me. Um, yeah. It was just the. It was something that had shown up in my head. I want to say that game surrounds. It, it's like a a take on symbolizing the effects of anxiety. Is that true or depression? Uh, depression. Yes. And um, so I had heard that line maybe right somewhere, but going into the page, like seeing the pictures, the screenshots, it's got a unique art style and watching the trailer was like, oh, this is a beautiful game. Uh, I bought it. Right. So that was one that that strongly influenced me. Do you have one like that? Oh, yeah. We're pulling up Greece right now. If you're watching it. Uh, on YouTube, obviously, you're seeing these images that Skyler's putting there. If not, if you're listening... Or on Twitch, you mean? <laughs> well, yeah, YouTube sorry. After the yeah. fact on YouTube yeah. um, or on Twitch right now, you see these images of the... It's got really super unique art style. If not, you should Google it, G-R-I-S. Um, now, I, it's interesting. What, yeah. I think talking about Greece is interesting because like, that's a game that has a really distinctive, really beautiful art style, right? Right. And so I think that's a really obvious choice for a game where these kinds of images could really compel someone to buy the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I totally agree. Like, the first time I saw the trailer for Greece, I was already, like, sold. I was like, I'm buying this game basically no matter what. Now, granted, that's much more of a kind of game I would buy over what you would buy. So the fact that you bought it, it may, is even more of a testament to how good 
that right. sort of that material is, is so <laughs> out of my usual mm-hmm. games of play. Totally. So anyway, for me, um, I think my most memorable like so a lot of the games I bought, I the trailer came long before the game. This was like the reveal trailer. Is mm-hmm. I guess what I'm thinking of was I for Watchdogs, the first Watchdogs game. It was like okay. Ubisoft's. But wait, here's one more thing at the end of their E3 conference that year. And that trailer started out with like this like hacking shit that wasn't even the game. And then it transitioned into gameplay that like I was like, I'm buying this game no matter what. And over time, there was tons of controversy because that game's end like look and performance and gameplay was pretty different from what that first trailer showed. Mm. And people were very upset about it. Um, but for me, I didn't care. But anyway, what, what that really tells me though, for me, gameplay in trailers is really important for me to, for me to get the last mile on a game, right? Like is very unlikely I will purchase a game with no gameplay. If yeah, I haven't seen the gameplay. Seen, like, can you even think of a game like that, that happened? So like okay. Stray, for example, is a good example of a game I'm super hyped for. And all I've seen is the cinematic trailer that showed, mm-hmm. right? Stray, a game where you play as a stray cat. It was in the PS5 reveal showcase. Um, but if the gameplay comes out and that game's like a point and click game, for example, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm, I, I will not buy right. it. Like right. guaranteed, there's no chance I buy it. Right. So like... Even for that game, I need gameplay to see it. So for me, the gameplay element of the trailer is so important for that last mile. I feel like that's the same for a lot of people because people always complain when trailers don't have gameplay in them. Yeah, while we're talking gameplay trailers persuading you one way or the other, I'll actually talk about a game that came out last year. Uh A huge game that came out last year that the gameplay trailer actually actively dissuaded me from mm-hmm. wanting to play it after watching, after seeing previous m- marketing material for it. You know what it was? Not Cyberpunk. What Call of it? Duty Cold War. Ah, interesting. So, so when Cold War was first pitched and when the first like marketing material came out, I was like, ooh, cool. Maybe this is going to be like a more stealth-like, um, espionage-laced uh, ver- take on call of duty the campaign might be from what i understand there are some elements of that in the campaign i watched the review but generally speaking talking specifically about this topic the when they released the gameplay trailer for it i was like oh nope this is just more call of duty um this looks just like all of the other call of duties and i didn't buy it <laughs> fair enough so so that was actually that's like the same thing like i, I obviously call so duty they, they, basically that means they hooked you on the hype, right? They got you on the hook. The, and they like, lost me in part, the last mile, and then they yeah. lost you in the last mile when they showed the gameplay. And I think, I think these big studios are really good at that. Really good <laughs> at hook. Really good at hooking people. That's right? True. These AAA That's games. True. Their hook, their marketing material is always fucking amazing. Like the the marketing the cinematic trailer, the trailers, cinematic trailer yeah. for Far Cry Five, for example. Like with that was was really good when they showed that, and that game's yep. not out yet. But I've never played a Far Cry game, and they always have good cinematics. But I That's never true. buy those games at the end, right? So That's many true. games have amazing cinematic trailers, and then are such a letdown in the last mile. But I think for a lot of gamers, they maybe don't go as deep as we do. They're not they're not doing as much digging, so they no, end up buying those games anyway, and sometimes being pretty disappointed. I mean, I know talking to some people on Instagram that they they felt this way about Cyberpunk because they played on the base consoles. So oh my. Like, you saw how it was pitched, and then they played it, and they're like, the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> like Totally. Um, 
So, yeah, totally understand. I mean, yeah, I, I also think too, like if the last, it wouldn't have been the last, but like if effectively that Halo Infinite campaign demo was like the last mile like gameplay trailer man i could after the hype of the previous two trailers i mean there was a huge sentiment in parts of the community of like what was that like that right, was like if that a came letdown. out that was the gameplay trailer before launch and i was like here's right. the gameplay you're like what the fuck yeah it just <laughs> didn't, it didn't deliver that. yep yeah i mean yeah, honestly that's actually a great example for me because like you built up a lot of hype in me for the halo infinite especially with the cinematic trailers and all of that and then i saw that gameplay trailer and i was like out i was like no way am i playing this game this looks so bad <laughs> yeah nope it's good uh very happy they delayed it we'll see what yeah. next time we see something but um it's true i hadn't thought about that point that the triple a studios always do such a good job i mean they have the money right the big publishers right. got the money to spend on that marketing push can you think of a la- the last time that a triple a studios hype delivered is cyberpunk uh, an example for me cyberpunk is but i think with what happened with the console backlash i don't know if you can say that it delivered yeah, overall, like overall right. um i mean like god of war is probably mm-hmm. an example of a game that actually delivered last of us 2 people were pretty happy with honestly it's the sony titles that are that are delivering on that hype i mean games deliver and then like the xbox titles that or like pc stuff usually deliver on the multiplayer those kinds of games mm-hmm. but i don't know like yeah, yeah, from a AAA you perspective, it's probably maybe those Sony the last titles. Ones? Okay, cool. That deliver. Um, I mean, there are PC <laughs> games that deliver on hype for me all the time, but I'm hyping like the indie world. And like when the indie world is hype about a game, usually you already know the gameplay is good because people in the indie world don't get hyped right. for games without like knowing that the gameplay is going to be good. Yeah, the indie space is is really different in that regard. I feel like you see and makes sense. You see a lot more gameplay than you see cinematic. Totally. Stuff. Totally. So and mostly because you need a huge budget to make cinematic stuff. Yep. Gameplay, you just record your game, and you're like, "Here's my game." <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, no, hundred percent. One game that I'll say actually completely closed me on the last mile, like uh-huh. only the last mile. And and again, when I'm saying this last mile, even more specifically in this case, the last mile being um at the page to purchase your game. You know, like. Right. This is the this is it. Like I'm gonna get this thing or not. Um Oh shit, I have a I have another story after this one. But anyway, okay. the one I'm I'm, I'm talking about right now I had no <laughs> previous knowledge of, just completely okay. stumbled upon from a store listing was Ori in the Blind Forest, the first mm, one. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled upon that similar to Greece. I was like blown this away by the visual style. style game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pressed play, the music was there, you know, the Ori music. And yeah, between the aesthetics and the music, I was sold. I was like, fuck, this game looks awesome. Again, not a game I usually play, like the Metroidvania all, yeah. or whatever. Yep. So I have to tell you, a game that uh, it's almost a whole console that lost me in the last mile. So I was hyped for God of War for PS4, and I even had uh-huh. a PS4 in my cart with the game. Okay, I didn't buy it from Amazon because I realized I had to use the PlayStation controller. <laughs> That's I, I thought about it. I like seriously was like, <laughs> I mean, I obviously had some amount of like, well, it's like four hundred and fifty for this thing, really worth it. Like there's an element of that to there, of course. But, Maybe, you know, the, to some extent, maybe the bigger the number, the more you have of that kind of thought. But then I thought of like, oh, fuck, that's true. I have to use that controller. <laughs> and I thought about that controller. I'm like, it closed the deal for me. I was just sure. like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, how often 
do people plan to buy a game and then decide not to in the last mile from those statistics that the guy gave it seems like often right yeah it I think the thing that was more interesting to me b- based off of the statistics that Chris Charlotte put there was just like you have this perception I think when you, in especially in our bubble of of the social gaming space like you know we follow the big streamers we have a lot of friends who game and blah 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 they are really like I don't know involved with the current game space there are so many people who play especially these AAA games? Who like don't even know what Twitter like? They don't even use Twitter. They don't right. even. They, I'm so always so surprised about all of the people who message us on Instagram. They're like, "What's Twitch?" I'm like, "Really? You don't know what Twitch is?" Right. Like, oh, when I meet people in person who like don't know what Twitch is too, I'm just like, "Really?" Yeah. So I think I that's like, don't the, you know some Spanish guy got 2.2 million viewers on that website? I know that was crazy. Today. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's. Uh, it, it, and I mean, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, if there's uh, 120 PS4s out in the wild, 120 million, I'm sorry, PS4s <laughs> out in the wild, and, you know, a big, huge PlayStation stream gets 1 million views on YouTube, that's such a, like, pathetic percentage of, like, the install base of that console, true. you know? It's and true. And everybody who has that console has that storefront and i think both of playstation and xbox in this last generation really upped their game on the putting things up on the home screen you know for yeah like what games are well, just maybe came this out is more of a console phenomenon than a pc phenomenon right because pc gamers have been buying games from marketplaces digitally for much longer than console True. gamers have been right so maybe this has already moved away from that being the thing um in a way right in a way the first and last mile of a lot of PC games are the store page for that game, right? Whereas yeah, in the console you should talk space, about there's that. more marketing, right? Well, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I very frequently either see a Polygon article or some website article about a game I've never heard of, and then I go look at it, right? Uh-huh. Or I'm just on Steam. You have, like, a, a discovery queue, for example, where Steam recommends similar games to games you like. I can just, like, click on mine right now. I'll put it on the stream, right? And, mm-hmm. um... And like, look, oh, here's a game that Steam thinks I might like. So, I mean, this art style is cool, right? And I just like look at it. I'm like, what is this? Oh, look, it's like a point and click game. Never mind. Screw that. And then you just go to the next game, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't really. Here's Crash Bandicoot. Like, okay, not really my shit. Right. Some VR shooter, right? Like, so this is like what Steam does, right? It builds this system where you can discover new games. And it's. I think it's much further along than the console marketplace's systems, right? Where this is like taking my library and recommending games based on games I like and all of that. Um, I'll actually say from my ex- personal experience, um, I feel like I do way... Le- I don't do a lot of like store surfing you know, right, on the console. Right. And on PC, that's like all you do. Like you right. store surf when you're like... Because that's how you buy games. That's how you find games. You know what thing that has interestingly changed my the amount of time I spend perusing available games in a menu or if you will kind of uh-huh, stretching it here Game Pass because I have Game uh, Pass interesting and because yeah. I have it I'm like okay I feel like because I have it I should try the games there you know sure. what I mean well it removes a big part from that last mile for those games yep. right the actual purchasing commitment right you've already basically per- made the purchasing commitment so. I guess it's way easier for them to win you over, right? There's all there is that interesting note, right? That Phil Spencer um, has said that again. I can't remember the percentages. It's been a while, but that pl- players who have Game Pass 
buy more games, significantly more games, like three times more games than the person who doesn't have Game Pass. Right. And they are playing way more, obviously, through Game Pass than the person who doesn't. Like, they're just overall playing more games. So, yeah, it's almost like... I, I think there is that dynamic of like the sunken cost fallacy, maybe. Totally. Where it's like, I put in $15, I got this game, I like this game, oh, and it's on sale because I have Game Pass? Like, I should, you know. It just, again, like helping close out that last mile for yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. game. Or, well, and I think people are also like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to cancel my Game Pass soon, and I, these are or, the yeah. games I want to keep, yeah. right? That's true. People always yeah. have that mindset with subscription services, especially ones with that kind of model. Like, you know, Netflix doesn't have that model where you can buy things, but I bet you if Netflix had a model where you could buy things to keep, there would be a different sort right, of mindset right. towards it, no, right? No, 100%. Uh, dang, there's some subscription service I have that I've, like, done that. I can't remember, but yeah, no, for yeah. sure that that totally makes sense. Maybe a music you, subscription service or something. I, I thought I think it is. You know, one thing I um, I think it's the maybe the sample library. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, one thing I was thinking about with the rise of X Cloud and all these cloud gaming services. Yep. One thing Phil Spencer was saying is that he'd love for that storefront page to like shoot you right into the game should you want to. Sure. You know what I mean. Because totally. you can just you don't have to download it, you just play it in the cloud for the preview, right? Yeah. So actually, Android App Store has implemented this exact right. feature. Right. There's yeah. in the Android App Store when you're looking through games now, they can just like doubt da- like load a quick app that like lets you play it instantly and play a demo of the game. And I think honestly that I'm sure that's converted way more people to buy games on the App Store. Yeah, that's interesting. I want like yeah, it's on one hand. A good game, I agree. Like, you play a little bit, and it sells you. Um, yeah. A bad game, it definitely helps to... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you, know you and I, mean? I are in the boat where we don't want bad games to sell well, so, right? No, it's like, true. It, it just... The... I mean, as general, like, with the saturation of there's more games coming out from indie studios, there's better technology for them to leverage to make those better experiences Mm -hmm. i mean content just continues to get higher and higher in quality just generally speaking and the experiences yeah there's so many fascinating aspects to that but yeah that 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 part for at least console games i don't know i guess it's up to steam and stuff if they want to do that in pc one day but uh that last mile changing to maybe like a mini demo is kind of interesting for sure. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, I imagine. Yeah, I don't know how Stadia does it. I'd actually be curious. I should ask my friend if there's any sort of demo system on Stadia because I recently actually had the experience of playing Immortal Phoenix Rising with a friend on Stadia. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually ran when he, he, we were on wireless originally and it stuttered occasionally and then he moved to wired and it ran like at perfect, at, like as if he was playing it on a console. It looked like the different experience was no different no that's an so. interesting th- uh thing you just said i i wonder if because you know right like somebody's going to download it on cloud they're not going to understand especially in the console space they're going to uh play it on the cloud they're not going to understand that it's f- coming from the cloud and they're going to be like this game's janky you know what i mean sure right so because you don't want to ha- make the player have a reduced experience by giving them this cloud demo that actually turns them away from a game that they would be purchasing. Maybe that's why they're holding off on it mainly until they have it working at, at or maybe there's some way you could, you know, they might say like they can quantify whether a person's experience is going to be good enough by like evaluating the connection speed connection. Right. And then offering it. If it, if the connection is sorry, your internet connection speed is not good enough, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think, um, 
I think maybe, yeah. Do you have anything else to say on this topic? Not really. I cool. uh, I think maybe the the one other thing that I'm sure the big studios do. Uh huh. Okay, I'm sure they do, especially because of like Celia Hodent's book and whatever. Um, but something that I wonder, I think indies, I think every studio should do more sure. of along the lines of playtesting and stuff is just like take a group of super fans right that you've identified uh-huh. beforehand that maybe like like we have a, that you think are going to really want your game that have an active need for your game active interest for a game like your game and then run these different screenshots and trailers by them i don't know it maybe they're actually not a good thing maybe you wouldn't want super fans you know maybe you'd want or right. not at well, least the they're existing the people who are ones. gonna buy your game anyway right they're yeah. in the buy the game anyway camp you need like like the independence people right the people who are like the late adopters, right? The hype right. adopters, that kind of stuff is what we or, need. Or, or I mean, I mean, you probably do still want those new guys, you know, your existing super fans that you've identified to maybe just tell you, like, are these things doing a good job communicating what makes you excited about this game? Sure, you know? sure. Um, but at the same time, that's not a good test for whether it's actually going to work. No, right? Yeah. So, I, I, it, yeah. There's, yeah, that's a good point. That's I, I wonder if concept. you could do that. Like, A, B listings, probably at the beginning, you're just going to, there's only so much you can do. You want to, like, just put out the thing you think is best. But then uh-huh. maybe a year out, when you have that holiday sale or whatever the fuck and you discount the game, maybe you try, like, two different. Yeah. I mean, things. I see games on Steam alter their cover art, like, over time for sure. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, do we have a, before I say where can people find us, I'm going to actually be ready for this and say, do we have a Patreon question this hey, week? Hey, we do. The question comes from our new, newest uh, Koala Manjaro subscriber, the man himself, Carter Johnson, oh, yeah. at the very okay. bottom here. His question is, do you have any other job? Oh! Uh, we've talked a little bit about this, but uh, not too much. So, I don't know. I'll just say Anthony and I work at the same company outside of this this job. Um, and we do software development professionally. I don't know. You've given this pitch more. Do you want to talk more about yeah, either what you do specifically or, or overall in general? Yeah. We're, I mean, I would just say we're, full, we're both full-time software engineers and... Um, we on the side also do KO Koala. So we, you know, we do our standard 40 ish hours a week and, uh, then do KO Koala on the side with the goal of hopefully one day just being able to do KO Koala. Um, thankfully we work at a cool place that allows us to do that. Um, um, our focus is on embedded software. Mostly if people are interested, the thing we work on at actual work is mostly embedded software development. Um, Anthony and I have both done development in like, every space we've done mobile development we've done you know like firmware hardware development uh software development ui development like basically everything we've ended up doing at some point working at this job because we've both been there for a while i've been there for nine years now and you've been there for what seven eight? i think seven, seven. Yeah. yeah so yeah we've both and we've both been at that same company for that long so yeah yeah that's our other job so we work those jobs we do this um what was i gonna say uh yeah the the reason why we're doing that is uh so that we can uh basically subsidize development on this game in the meantime um we all have our normal lives and making a game quite frankly is like a terrible business idea in so many different ways yeah. uh so we are paying especially for just our, like making one and spitting it out especially right? with having no active portfolio never right. having made a game before right. 
So what worst case scenario, the way we've always looked at this project is like the worst case scenario of KO Koala is should things really, you know, we release a game and everyone's like, you guys fucking suck at making games. The game was shit. Nobody right. likes it. And we're just like so butthurt that we just quit. <laughs> Uh, at least the experience we're gaining doing this is actually beneficial to our current careers. I mean, we've already directly and indirectly, like I'm starting to get to work on stuff that literally uses like yeah. the same technology we use for the game development stuff. So that's how we've seen it. Worst case scenario, it's good for our careers, our normal careers. Best case scenario, we got to do this. It becomes you know, our normal time. career. Yeah. It becomes our normal career. So, yeah. yep. Yeah. That's, so where can people find us? You can find us at kokoalaentertainment.com because there you can find a link to all our social media. We know you kids don't like websites. Um, but <laughs> actually, I don't really use websites that much either outside of Google. <laughs> so I feel you on that one. Go to kokoalaentertainment.com. You have a link to all our social media. We give away stuff all the time on Instagram. And the most important one, Discord. Discord's Woo. the soul of Kale Koala. It's a good time. Uh, you, Like I said, we do giveaways every three weeks. We have an idle game that re- relates directly to the universe of our upcoming game for that we're currently targeting for PC and Xbox. Uh, easiest way to find us talk to us we just implement we just added a new pets and animals channel yeah like come, come, come in check here out the and pets sh- and animals throw channel. some animals the food channel is also amazing no, but we also have all other kinds of stuff especially if you're into minecraft rocket league or halo if you're listening to one of those three those are pretty sizable sub communities yeah, we have in there we also so, have a Patreon. Patreon, yes. If you are listening, like I said, Carter Johnson, the question we just answered today, it's one of the perks for being a subscriber to the Patreon is you can ask questions that we answer on quality time. This is in addition to, if you're in the Kuala Manjaro subscri- subscription, which is actually our most subscribed to subscription for $10 a month, you get, first of all, you get a free sticker of your corresponding tier when you sign up. Then you get a free sticker every three months. Then you get free Whoa. merch of your choice Whoa. every six months. It's not like we have something and we'll give it to you. No, you choose. I want a hoodie. I want a hat. I want a beanie. Hey, I want a mug. Oh, you guys also, you get early access to merch design. You wish you'd see. I think it's maybe oh, my, most, merch design. My, my most my uh, most liked the one the merch design my favorite merch design that we've ever made i think maybe uh you get to see early access you also get into the credits of our game after six months the koala manjaro guys get into the credits of our game after six months you get the patron game night there's literally so much fucking stuff i'm getting tired from telling you more stuff is going to come in the future too like yep you'll see Uh, maybe opportunities to early access play test the game who knows what could come in the future yes all right definitely as we get closer to release of the game there's so much more we want to do around that of providing value surrounding that. So yep. if you're listening to this, obviously it also extremely helps us run the studio. So you're you're supporting us a lot by doing it. Uh, you can go to our website, or if you're if you follow us on a social media channel, you can just find the link tree wherever you're at, and it has links to all of these places as well. So yep. thank you all for right. our, to our patron subscribers again. You guys are awesome. Thanks cool. for listening. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week slash every day for coffee with Bram Walla. Uh, <laughs> yep, I'm. On, oh yeah, let me just finish it. That I am on. I'm on every morning. Usually on the weekdays, I'm playing Minecraft. Maybe I'll play some other things on the weekend. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Come hang out. Yep. And 10:30. I'm building my new computer tomorrow, and then I'll probably Stream start streaming time. more in the evenings. So 
10 30 a.m eastern is generally the time i go live so perfect all right all right thanks for watching talk to you guys later bye bye